You're listening to another episode of Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We are the go-to podcast for students and new grad speechies who know a little about a lot, giving you our unprofessional but professional advice that you didn't know you needed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We are halfway through the season, which is crazy and exciting. I know. It feels like it's gone really, really quick this time. I don't know why. So what's been happening with you, Ash? Can you give us a little update on where you are, what you've been up to? Currently just waiting out the wet season in Indonesia. It's almost finished, but it has literally been wild, like torrential rain every day, every second. (laughs) On my Instagram, though, it would look pretty different. That just goes to show that Instagram is literally the highlights reel because every time it's just quickly blue sky, we'll take a photo and you don't take photos of the torrential rain. But, yeah, we've just been waiting out a lot of bad weather to, like, sail and all that stuff so not too exciting I don't have anything really exciting to talk about I feel like you've made the most of what you can do in like bad weather and tricky situations and stuff so photos look amazing yes I guess we have to keep going out and doing all that stuff with two kids on the boat they literally get cabin fever if we're on the boat for longer than a day so that's fine but anyway moving on Cass how have you been how's work so exciting um now I'm pretty like stressed this week so just trying to obviously make it through another week before school holidays so we've only got like three weeks left and I've actually got leave coming up in like two weeks which is exciting so I'm kind of just looking forward to that which is sad to kind of go through work constantly looking for an out but I think that's just what's been happening with like the crazy weather and stuff here as well yeah totally with all the floods it's weird not being in the loop of like when school holidays is I remember like at work you're like oh yes three weeks till school holidays and it starts to get a little bit quieter okay so let's get into today's episode so today we are going to be talking about a few school age language therapy approaches that we have come across and have had some experience in we will be giving an overall rundown on the approaches and when you might consider using these approaches with your clients so there are quite a few approaches and therapy programs out there for speech pathologists to use. So if there are any others that we don't touch on today, then please let us know on Instagram so we can look into this for you and then maybe even create another episode. Yeah, for sure. There's probably heaps out there that we don't even know about. So the first therapy approach is called colourful semantics, which I'm sure all of you would have seen this over your time working as a speech pathologist at placement or even while you've been browsing teachers pay teachers, which is something that I do a lot. Have you used this approach before, Ash? Yeah, I've used it all the time, actually. It's um, very simple but a very effective approach. But I thought the reason for doing this episode was that I was talking to, when I was still at work, one of the new grads and I said, oh, how about you use colourful semantics? And they hadn't heard of it before. So I thought, oh, this is going to be a perfect episode to just talk about all of these therapy programs that we tend to use each day with our clients. Yeah, so this approach was created by a lady called Alison Bryan, who is a speech pathologist based in the UK. And she created this approach to support children with expressive language difficulties because she wanted them to have a colorful approach when helping them develop their sentence structure and use of grammar. 
But coming back to our speech pathology background, it is rooted in the meaning of those words, semantics. So what does the approach look like? Pretty much there are different colors for the different word types within a sentence. So there are a couple of variations getting around there now, but the original colorful semantics colors are classified as the who part is orange. The verb of the sentence, so what doing is yellow and the object what was green and where is blue. That's the version that I've actually used the most of, I think. I can't remember what the colours are, but I had to look this up to remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy what just like goes out of your brain when you don't have to remember it. And then you have a sentence strip with the colours at the bottom. So the client will be able to see where they place the cutout cards and make great sentence. So for example, it might be like the dog is eating food at the table. Good sentence, Cass. <laughs> and so each of the cutout cards will have, so the dog would be orange for who and then so on and so forth. So then the ultimately the client is just matching the colour together, but then they're starting to see the sentence structure when they're going So colourful semantics works in a hierarchy and once a client has established all four main components, which we just spoke about, then you can begin on additional stages, which add in adverbs and adjectives, conjunctions, and so on. Okay, so who can you use colourful semantics with? Well, this one can be used to help all children develop their expressive language, especially clients we typically see daily who have language delays and disorders. And it can definitely help clients who have dyslexia and also clients with disabilities. So I've used this with a few preppies up until later primary school age and depending on the client's needs, but you'd also be able to use this with some adult clients. I think the only clinical judgment that you would need to make before considering this approach is, is your client old enough? and has the receptive abilities to understand this approach and will it achieve my client's goals? I actually love this approach because you don't need to be trained in it to administer it and teachers or support teachers can also use this when working with children so you can easily give it as homework. Some teachers or support workers might need some additional support to really understand how to use this or if your client needs any like adjustments to the approach. But I think overall, it's a pretty good approach. It's really easy to use and you can find so much information about it online and there's heaps of resources. There's so many resources. Like we said before, if you're just scrolling on Teachers Pay Teachers, everyone has a different variation of colorful semantics and you know for different sentence types and all of the things I can't think of them right now but there's lots I did see a while ago a speech pathologist we follow in Australia her Instagram is at marinas.speechcorner so she hosted a colorful semantics training which is pretty cool So if you think you'd like to learn more or need some support, definitely check out her Instagram, which we can just like link it in the show notes. And you can go and see when she'd be holding another training event. I think, I can't remember when the last one was, but I'm pretty sure she sold out and like she had a heaps of people attend, which is so awesome for her. So definitely go and check that out if you want to learn more about this approach. Yeah, for sure. I think um, what she's doing on Instagram is really, really good. So Ash, can you tell us about the second approach? 
Okay, so the second approach is called visualizing and verbalizing. And I have to admit, this is a really great approach. However, it took me a very long time when I was first introduced to understand it and how to administer and then also which clients I would use this with. So because visualizing and verbalizing is quite a long name, I'm just going to call it V&V. So VNV was developed by Nancy Bell, and she is the co-founder and director of Linda Mood Bell Learning Processes and a former elementary school teacher in California. So this approach supports clients who have difficulty with reading comprehension and language processing to build or create pictures in their minds as they listen to or read text. So this ultimately helps them to remember the information and to visualize the main idea or the overall picture that they are listening to or reading. So this whole idea is called concept imagery. So that is the ability to visualize the whole as the sensory connection to develop language comprehension, expression, and critical thinking. This is a pretty awesome approach. And as it just says in the name, you can kind of guess what it would be about. Yeah, definitely. There are a heap of journal articles and studies out there that have been conducted on the effectiveness of the Linda Mood Bell learning processes and programs that she has, which does include VNV. So you can go and have a look at those yourself if you're interested. So pretty much you can use this with clients who have receptive and expressive language difficulties or disorders and reading and listening comprehension difficulties. I've mostly used this with clients who mostly struggle in that area of reading and listening comprehension. So again, like that target school age demographic, and I found it to be really, really beneficial for them. What about you, Ash? What kind of clients have you used it with? I haven't really done the reading comprehension, definitely the listening comprehension and to try and get that receptive language up a lot as well, because I really like how you kind of talk about the semantics of what you're listening to and it can build up their receptive language in that way. So let's talk about how we can access this approach. So it's a little bit different to colorful semantics. So you do have to purchase the program through Nancy Bell's website and you will receive a massive red box of all the resources. And it also has a textbook that will run you through the program. Then it works from visualizing simple pictures and then steps you through to sentences, then three sentence stories, four sentence stories, and then continues working up from there. Yeah, I like how they step up the complexity. It's a really nice, easy way to scaffold, especially if you're new to using the program. They then have some comprehension questions after the story. So you can begin to take some quantitative data on how your client's progressing through the approach. I think we can go into a lot more detail on how you can use V&V, but this would mean the episode would go for a really long time. So I think the biggest thing to take away from this is that you don't need to do a training to administer this, which is really good. But if you do want to find out more than there are so many YouTube videos that you can watch to get more of an understanding on the website. And there are some training models that you can access as well, which I personally haven't done because I've just learned this approach through my workplace and the colleagues there. So might be beneficial for those um, if you're just like a single clinician. Yeah, I really like how these approaches have the free training if someone's interested in doing it because I really struggle to understand things if I'm just reading off a textbook because you do get the textbook and you it does teach you how in a step-by-step on how you can administer it but I benefit more from hearing and watching definitely go check that out last but not least we have story grammar marker which is a personal favorite of mine have you heard of it Cass 
Literally never, never before this episode. (laughs) Ready to have your mind blown. Well, I didn't know of Story Grammar Marker until I started at my current employment. Story Grammar Marker was developed by Mary Ellen, and I hope I say her last name right, but Maru. So she is a speech pathologist based in the United States. This approach is a manipulative tool for narrative development that has several resources available to support its methodology. SGM, we will call it, its main focus is designed to link language to literacy by targeting discourse development. So that's putting it all together at the conversation level. It uses really engaging materials. They're really hands-on and they're kind of sensory tools and colourful icons to help the children with their narrative development. So if you haven't seen the Story Grammar Marker resources yet, then I would highly suggest you quickly pause this episode and Google it right now because the resources, they look pretty funny and they're super colourful, but there are different items for the elements of a narrative. For example, it looks like a big long rope and it's called a Brady. The character's up the top and the character's like a green fluffy ball and it has eyes on it. And then the problem is like a football shoe and the setting is a star. The elements seem a little bit silly when I'm saying the problem's a football shoe, but when they explain how it gets that icon it makes sense so the problem is a football shoe because when you're telling a narrative or you're reading a story the problem always kicks off kind of the story so it's a football shoe because when you're watching soccer or rugby or whatever sport you watch the game doesn't start until you kick off the ball (laughs) so (laughs) that's where they've gotten that icon from I guess when you put it like that, it makes sense. Like I literally just Googled it and I can't believe I've gone five years in my career without seeing this like ever in my whole life. (laughs) Oh my God. It's yeah. Yeah. Where is a star like all the setting? Because back in the olden days, they used to use star as navigation to kind of see where they're going. When you first introduce it to the client, they're like, "Mm, that doesn't make sense. But when you explain it in that way, they kind of just get it. But then once they're always matching that icon with what it is, then it's just easy for them. Yeah, that's so cool. I think it, especially for a child that you're working with, like having something visual like that would make a lot of sense. I think working on narrative skills is so important for a child's overall expressive language as we know it's important to their literacy skills, problem solving and communicative competence to be successful when talking with others especially while at school. We tell narratives every day and, you know, we aren't just talking about storybooks, but when you're at work, you'll tell your colleagues what happened on the weekend or a difficult session you had. And it's all part of telling narratives without actually realizing it. You just need to know that you've, you know, as adults, we've learned the skills to talk about characters setting the problem, the solution and all of that stuff, just without even calling it a narrative. So let's get into who this would be appropriate for. So I kind of use this for any client from prep and upwards if it fits within their goals. So during the approach, there are multi-narrative levels that you work through. So kind of like colorful semantics and visualizing, verbalizing, you start at the basic and then you work up from there and then they can get really, really complex. The first level is very basic and it's a very basic narrative structure with the main elements. And then as you work up to more complex stories, you definitely have to do emotions and inferencing and so on. So you can use this with children who have expressive language delays or disorders and communication and pragmatic difficulties. 
I have sometimes even used it for children with listening comprehension and helping them to identify the important parts of what they're hearing to support their understanding as well because we the icons are fun for them to put around. Cool. I like that. So I've just obviously done a little bit of research as so I haven't used this before, but to access this program, you can purchase the materials off their website and they can be quite pricey as they are in the United States. So once you convert that to Australian, it can add up a little bit, but as Ash has just told us, it is definitely worth it. And I can already think of all the kids that I can use it with. Do I need to have training to do it, Ash? No, you don't have to have training to administer it, which is awesome. But there are free webinars on their website that you can learn more information as well. And there is a two-day workshop that I would highly recommend that you do. So it's only six hours. A few of the girls from work who did it just like blocked out the morning period so they could get it done. I would definitely highly recommend to do it. It just gives you the background information and it's always handy listening to Mary who created the program on how to administer Stroger and Marker. And as all workshops and trainings that you attend, you always pick up on some really awesome tips and tricks that they do and that you can start doing in your practice as well. Cool. I'll have to check it out. There you have it. There are three school age language therapy approaches that we have used apart from me with the story grammar marker in our career thus far. So once you become confident in using these approaches, you'll start to use them like Ash was saying, you know, most of the time with lots of your clients and you can target so many goals with them as well. There is a lot of information online. If you want to read more or get a little bit more support, then you can find it on there. We will also link all of the websites below if any of you want to find out more information. And if there are any more school-aged language therapy approaches that you have found super helpful, then can you please let us know so we can do some further episodes on these in the future? Because we have to admit school-aged language is definitely not mine or Cassie's favorite area. So I feel like we need kind of all the help that we can get. when it comes to this. And we also love learning about new resources and approaches to definitely help us. So please let us know if we have missed any. Yes, absolutely. I need all the help I can get. I'm running out of ideas. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. We hope everybody is enjoying their week and smashing all their goals. And we'll see you again next Monday for another episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to stay up to date with us, then please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Diary of a New Grad Speechy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review below. Thanks so much. See you next week.